Organize Me Radio, Episode 19, Move Management. I'm Naima Ford-Goldson. Welcome to Organize Me Radio. I'm Naima Ford-Goldson, and today our guest is Janine Sarna-Jones, who is the owner of Organize Me, Inc. Welcome, Janine. Hi, thank you. It's nice to see you. So, Janine, um, we have a little bit in common. Um, You're Organize Me, Inc. I'm sure you were around before Organize Me Radio started, Um, (laughs) but I've Organized Me Radio, so we have that there in common Um, but also we went to the same elementary school not at the same time (laughs) we did go to the same school i'm just thinking what a small world it is it is a small world and not everybody you know ends up on staten island but a lot of leave it (laughs) right because i you know i never meet anyone from staten island whenever i tell people i'm from staten island they're like where or they're like, oh, that's not really New York. That's New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. So, but I'm glad that, uh, that we're able to connect and, um, you know, I'm able to, you know, associate with another person who is from where I'm from and we're organizers as well. I just think that's amazing. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> so tell me about, uh, about you. How did you get your start in the organizing industry? Well, I I actually started at my first job, which I thought was going to be my career forever. And it ended up not being because I love this so much more. But um, at my first job at the Smithsonian's Museum of the American Indian, I was in the photo department and I was responsible for ordering supplies. And I asked, how do you know when you're low? Because things are all over the place. <laughs> I swear that office hadn't been organized since the 70s. Wow. So I asked if I could organize the office so that I knew when we were low and it wouldn't be that big of a deal. And when I was finished, my boss at that time said, I know someone who could use your help after work or on the weekends. And to make a long story short, it was the beginning of the end of my career as a photographer <laughs> and photo archivist. <laughs> but it took about eight, ten years. No, eight years. And then by 2000, I, this is what I was doing only. It's so funny how that works out, how you started out archiving photos and then you wanted to find a better way to, you know, to do inventory and store them and <laughs> things like that. And then you end up where you are today. It's so interesting. Yeah, well, I, I felt like, uh, you know, working in the museum world, you know, because we were behind the scenes, I didn't really interact with people unless there were events. And I really, truly, truly loved helping people have some sort of transformative experience when I would help them with a project. And I, for the, literally for the first five years, I didn't know it was called organizing. It wasn't until I read <laughs> Julie Morgenstern's book that I was like, oh my God, there are people that do this for a living. And on top of it, there's like an association for organizers. It was like amazing. Right. So (laughs) 
tell us about your business um, and your specialty. Okay, so I've been in business for 20 years. Wow. It has definitely evolved over time. I used to be a solo, and now my business, after some major transformation about eight years ago, it's a team-based approach to organizing because I really don't like touching stuff. Uh. (laughs) um, It's We do a lot of moving and relocation, and we do a lot of estate clearance, and we also help people prep their homes for sale. And, you know, managing moves is my favorite thing, and helping people who are going through a traumatic time when they're having to get rid of all the stuff when someone's passed away, I love doing that and helping them with that. And we love it when apartments that we've helped organize and look gorgeous sell for more money than they would have if, they had, if we hadn't been there. Right. So how does your business um, in doing move management, because I know there are a lot of people that don't realize a lot of organizers do move management. How do, um, how would you compare um, or differentiate from an actual moving company? Well, I don't literally pick up the stuff and move it from one place to another. (laughs) That is definitely not what we do. But there's a lot of pieces and moving pieces to a move that have nothing to do with, you know, those burly guys who pick up your stuff and put it on the truck and then take it off and bring it in. You know, there's a lot, especially here in New York, it can be a little bit complicated because you're dealing with so many different parties when a move is happening. It's not just the client who has to kind of make decisions about everything that's going to go on that truck. In my estimation, there have been way too many times when I've met somebody and they still have boxes that have never been, you know, opened from their last move or three moves before. Wow. So working with the client who literally, um, has to make that decision and supporting them through the process of making decisions so that they can a keep their move as you know bring down the cost of the move but b be really super clear on the other end what's going to happen to their stuff because ideally we're doing it from the beginning to the end and we literally make their beds and their new home and everything's put away and there isn't a box in sight i mean that's that's the goal that I have is for them to feel like when they walk into their new home, it feels like home. So movers will move your stuff, but they also, when they unpack, they take things and put them on any surface they can find. Right. <laughs> They're not organizers. They're not trying to figure out how you're going to live in a new space. I mean, that's not their job. That's really what we, ex- you know, our expertise is in that area. But we work with movers and I, you know, I love to support the movers because they're doing really hard work. So I appreciate them, but I also appreciate what we bring to the table, which is something a little bit different than what they do. So you'll partner with um, actual moving companies, um, but are there any other industry partners that you have to, um, that you utilize uh, for the move as a whole? Well, I work with all kinds of people. So, I mean, I have vendor, a very deep Rolodex because sometimes, you know, you need cleaners who will come in and clean the apartment that you're moving into and also clean the apartment you're moving out of. 
or home. It kind of depends. You know, we do homes and townhouses, brownstones, townhouses, apartments, you know, everything that you can imagine. And um, literally, it's like, I know a cleaner, I know a handyman, I know a painter, I know a guy who takes your, you know, furniture apart if it can't fit through the door and he'll take it apart, the movers move it in and he puts it back together. Um, I know a contractor, I know an electrician. I, I mean, the list goes on and on, paper shredder. So like the list is very, very long. And it's mainly because I know that the, there's always an issue. <laughs> when you're moving there's the transition itself is inherently stressful and there's so many little details and people don't do it all the time but i do it all the time my team does it all the time and you know whenever there's a hiccup I'll, i have a solution so it's kind of like a one-stop shop if you hire someone to manage your move then you're not having to worry about like you said finding a handyman to do this or finding someone to clean your house so it makes perfect sense to me i mean i don't know why everyone doesn't do it because moving is stressful it is it is stressful and i i definitely you know if i ever move i'm definitely having my team move <laughs> For sure, because I uh, I know how many things are involved, but I love doing it for other people because I'm not I'm not invested in it. I I just want them to have a successful move, and it's so funny. People say all the time, you know, that they had a their move was great, everything was great, and I was like, really? Because <laughs> people think that if they get from point A to point B, then somehow that was like a great move. But that's not really truly a great move. A great move is when you are not stressed out, mm -hmm. you're not up late trying to do stuff. Right. You are not stressed by the people around you who are not doing things the way that you feel that they should be done. I mean, ideally, in a perfect world, my clients would go on vacation and we would just do everything. Gotcha. So tell me about your employees. What roles do they play? Are they all organizers? Um, are there some who specifically pack? Are there some who specifically, um, you know, organize a space before the packing or sort through things? How does that work out? I would say that there's a couple of different levels. I mean, I have some team members who are project managers and I can trust them to manage a project the way that I would. And then there's others who are really, truly just organizers and, un, you know, they unpack. We don't, we don't generally pack. I mean, though, sometimes we do occasionally, but it's often if there are movers involved, it's far cheaper to have the mover pack than to have us pack. And, but, you know, we, some clients over the years have asked us specifically to pack certain things, which we'll do, but my preference is to have the movers pack the fragile stuff. And, um, but on the other end, we unpack and organize. So the project manager will also be an unpacker, but they're also the one that's the point person for the client as well as um, all of the vendors. So then how do you determine your pricing? And you don't have to tell us the price of it, but I'm wondering, do you base your pricing? On the website. <laughs> I mean, the, the website? Okay. Is there, is it, but is it based on like the, um, the amount of people that you have working or how, 
maybe the square footage of the house or just how how many things they have well there's a there's here's the process i mean like yes there is a price for the size of the team per hour i'm like the you know major domo project manager so anytime i'm involved or i have to do stuff i'm a certain price which is on the website <laughs> And then there is also um, me going in, seeing the volume of what's there. It's hard when I haven't seen the volume to actually uh, be accurate with my estimate. But for the most part, you know, it's uh, me going in, seeing it either via FaceTime virtually or in person. Um, and I can give an estimate of how long it's going to take us to get through everything and prep it for the move. And then once, and then there's a certain amount of time, you know, depending on the how big the move is, that also determines the size of the team that's needed to oversee the move, the movers packing and also moving out, and then meeting the team to on the other end to unpack and organize. So that's my estimate. And it's like basically based on like six to eight hours a day is what but then sometimes it goes to eight or ten yeah. <laughs> but ideally you know i don't really want my team to be too exhausted so hopefully they just work eight hours so what's the biggest job you've ever done have you ever had to move like someone who lived in a mansion <laughs> or, anything, <laughs> or just a really big house and how how long did it take like how many days uh, we did a project, probably one of one of the bigger ones. Uh, we did a project in Brooklyn, in one of in Park Slope, in this huge, gorgeous brownstone. I mean, just it was ginormous. It had an elevator. Wow. Cool. <laughs> um, that project took several days to prep because um, we had to pack some things ourselves. But it was also super complicated because um, it was the job. They had a lot of stuff and a lot of art. So there, and they had a wine collection. So there were a lot of different movers involved. So the movers who did their personal effects and furniture, and then there, there was uh, the wine mover, or that was amazing. <laughs> it was a huge, huge collection. And then they had um, the art, which they had an extensive art collection. So the art movers came and did that. And so I had three different movers arriving on different days. And I, myself and a team member went down to Miami Beach because it was from Brooklyn to Miami Beach. Mm -hmm. And we also had, I had assembled a team of local organizers to be overseen by my team member that was, uh, came with me. And while well, I dealt with all the other details, because I also had to ship a car from wow. the Hamptons and I had to figure out how they could get their, um, it was a frog and a um, chameleon. Oh. <laughs> had okay. to figure out how to get those to, from the Hamptons to, to, um, to Miami Beach. That was like so exciting when it came, they both came in a FedEx package alive. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I would have been holding my breath. <laughs> <laughs> but it was great because it was such a, it was a challenge, you know, just like I had no idea how to do that, how to make that happen, but it worked and it, they lived. So 
Um, and I know now I'm the organizer you go to if you want to know how to ship right. stuff up to right. <laughs> It was funny. But we it was a huge job and it took literally, we were in Miami Beach for a week. And prior to that, we worked over a few weeks to get it ready. So it was, it was a great project and it was huge. So did you get a little vacation in there too then since you were able to go to Miami? No, all work? <laughs> all work. I think I saw one friend and who had moved down there many, many years ago for breakfast one day and that was it. <laughs> well, at least you got to do that. <laughs> yeah, it was nice to see somebody I haven't seen in years, but it was definitely, uh, it was fun though. I mean, we worked really hard. It was, a, every day was a long day. So do you do many downsizing jobs um, with your move management at all? Yes, we do a lot of move management because I'm also a certified senior move manager as well as a certified professional organizer. And, um, you know, I don't necessarily market specifically to seniors, but that's part of, you know, we help people through every transition and every part of life, you know, mm -hmm. from the beginning when you're starting a family and you know, having babies and upsizing to, you know, when you get toward the end of your life, when you're ready to downsize and move to a smaller place that's more manageable. Um, I just got two calls this week about um, helping the adult children help their loved ones uh, downsize. How hard is that for you um, having to, you know, deal with the adult children helping their um, helping their elderly parents. Do you ever have any conflicts with that? Is it is it tough to figure out who is a person that makes the decisions? Well, I have to tell you, it's even if somebody is um, the elderly person has some cognitive issues, they're ultimately still your client. It doesn't change just because somebody else is paying for it. It's the person who owns the stuff or is attached to the stuff that you have to um, honor in the process. So do you also, you mentioned um, estates earlier. Do you ever coordinate estate sales? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can help sell a thing here or there, or I bring in people who do uh, sales or auctions. Um, but honestly, most of the, st I mean, most of the stuff that people have, unless it's like really good stuff, um, is not worth anything. Mm -hmm. And people don't seem to realize that. So sometimes I have to like, you know, break the news to them. Yeah. But if I don't want to break the news to them, I bring in one of my experts who can break the news. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> people do have a really overinflated sense of the value of their things. Because they, they love them or they purchased them at the time that they bought them. They were very expensive and now nobody wants them. So they're not worth anything. So Right. I'd agree with you on that. And I feel like um, with some of the clients that I've had too, um, with you know older people who want to give things to their kids, but their kids don't want it. <laughs> their kids don't like it and they have no desire on keeping it. So I, I yeah, I get it. I get that. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I mean, I think, you know, maybe 20, 30, 40 years ago, um, people, you had to go and get the stuff, the china cabinet, the dining table, all the dining chairs, and this and that and the other, you know, and 
and nobody wants that stuff anymore because everybody wants to buy from West Elm or Crate and Barrel or wherever else. Right. Everybody wants their home to look like, you know, the Pottery Barn catalog. So right. it's a totally different world, you know, than it, what it used to be. Yeah, because I feel like we're going more, you know, minimalistic and streamlined and modern and, you know, we're a lot of us are, you know, straying away from the traditional type, you know, things that, you know, parents and grandparents love and want to pass down to you. So it's definitely, it's not the case anymore. So we end up, you know, donating a lot of it off to other places. Yeah, it's sad. But it's, it's definitely a different world now. It's just <laughs> different. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> so tell me, um, and this is, I love to ask this to everyone. What are some of your favorite organizing products or products you use during uh, managing a move? Uh, boxes and tape. <laughs> <laughs> specific type of boxes, like any specific boxes that hold up better. Okay, I really love um, bankers boxes, like the true bankers boxes, because we did a huge job on Park Avenue. It was an estate project, and the person who who owned this apartment, he he used it as a pied a terre and also an an office for his business and he literally had probably about 20 filing cabinets but the tall ones you know that are lateral wow. that you know, like are up over your head yeah he had so much paper because he had somebody who worked in the apartment and kind of managed that we had to go through every single file folder every single one oh my gosh to make sure because people misfile all the time when it, especially a paper project it takes so much time because the individual piece of paper need to be gone through even if you go through pretty quick because we wanted to make sure that we found everything that the family would want that had any value to them and the things that they had indicated to us that were important and and he had had like he was in his 80s when he passed away and he had had like this really amazing life i mean i think he had a letter from jfk or something like that wow. like he was an amazing person and it, it was a great project, but I had two people there every day going through every single file folder with the, the assist, his assistant so that we could make sure that we found those things that were important. Yeah, but those bankers boxes, let me tell you, <laughs> and they, you know, full flat. <laughs> and those are the boxes with the lids that have handles, right? Yes, exactly. Okay. So just clarifying that for anyone who might not know. That's what that that's what she's talking about. Another thing I like is um colored tape or like colored masking tape that you can put on boxes when you have a really big project and you can color code things. Um it's great when we used that in Miami because we had a it was a pretty they had been, you know, in a five story brownstone and then we moved them into this really huge um, home that was all flat so being able to like look at the box and see the color and say the mover go that way or go that way or go that way mm -hmm. right <laughs> was, that sounds smart. so much easier yeah what is your greatest achievement as a professional organizer okay so um when i first started i was a solo and 
it took me a little while to figure it out, but I realized after a certain amount of time that there was only a certain amount of money that I could make, you know, and it was based on my time, my hours. And I only, you know, and I also wanted to be the class mom and go on field trips and things like that. So I don't, you know, I mean, it's, sucks <laughs> I made so little money because at least like literally the first year I think I made enough to uh, pay for my daughter's babysitter while I was with clients and you know learning how to run a business I think is my greatest achievement and to bring it up to the level where it's a six-figure business and growing that is super that's my accomplishment as an organizer, I think, because I think most organizers were in this business to help other people. So, you know, we wear our hearts on our sleeves because we want to give to people. But the, rea the reality is that we really also need to be able to make sure that we're valuing ourselves at the highest level that we possibly can, because that's how we sustain ourselves so that we can help more people. And I really feel like understanding my value and then the, you know, being able to kind of reconfigure my business so that it was a team-based approach and use the team to help more people. Because I, I wouldn't have been able to help the number of people I've helped over these years if it wasn't for them. So wise, Janine. So wise. You can tell that you have been in this industry for for uh, 20 years because it shows. You're just I'm learning so much from you. So <laughs> thank you so much, uh, Janine, for being on. Can you tell everybody where they can find out more information about you? Yes. If you go to my website, organizeme-inc.com, O-R-G-A-N-I-Z-E-M-E-I-N-C.com is where you can find out a lot about me. There's a video there that kind of shows you behind the scenes of a, of a moving job with me, with my team. And um, you can learn more about the services that we provide because I love helping people and I love, I love, love, love organizers. So if you have questions, I'm always open to hearing from you. All right, Janine, thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking the time to be on and telling everyone a little bit more about move management and how it works. Great. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity to talk to you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> And thank you everyone for listening to Organize Me Radio. Tune in next time for an all new episode. Thank you so much for joining me today and make sure you follow me on all social media platforms. And remember, get organized, go further. You're listening to Organize Me Radio. I'm Naima Ford Goldson.